Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60. 60! Yeah! <laughs> this that's... This is, I feel like that's significant. Oh, yeah. Both of our dads turned 60 last year, and that's a big deal. So, 60th episode, big deal. Huge deal. Welcome to episode two of Quarantine. I guess three, you did one by yourself. You're right. Episode three of Quarantine. <laughs> yep. Episode three. Uh, Real-life parenting moments are abundant because we're real life parenting all the time. (laughs) Um, My favorite was yesterday. The kids were out playing outside. It was great. Finally, good-ish weather. It's not like it's warm. It's not 70 degrees here. It's like 50s, but that's good enough. So the kids are outside. They're playing, and we're inside getting dinner ready. And I look outside, and the boys are both shirtless. And it's 50 degrees, not super warm. And I'm like, that's weird. We're not the run around with your clothes off kind of family. <laughs> and there they are running around with their shirts off, but I let it fly. Um, and then a few minutes later, <laughs> Jackie's running around with nothing but his underwear on. <laughs> Jack is 50 degrees outside. What are you doing? Yeah, the sun was going down. It's like, it's not warm. chilly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the kids were coming in for jackets and the boys were down in their skivvies. So maybe this quarantine's <laughs> going to their heads more than we thought. It's not just the adults going crazy, apparently. (laughs) And the kids are running around naked. (laughs) Yes. That's happening. So, interesting news. Um, Alan just read an article about how social distancing has been helping. You Mm going to pull that up? Yeah. He's got some real legit stats to share with everybody. Uh, Less stats, more quote. More quote. Okay. Um, The director, Robert Redfield of the CDC... That's a big deal. Said, we're, what we're seeing is a large majority of American public are taking the social distancing recommendations to heart. And I think that's why you're seeing numbers are going to be much, 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 much lower than would have been predicted by the models. That's amazing news. That's great. So congratulations. Keep doing what you're doing, people. It's working. Yes. Stay home for a little while. That's really hard for me to say because I feel like the economic issues are... Starting to get worse and worse. Another article I saw said 73% of us as Americans are now being impacted financially. Whether that's totally lost your job to just minor financial losses, but everybody's being impacted. It's a big deal. So I hear that too, but stay home. Let's get this done so we can get back to work and just recharge the economy. Uh, something that we're loving right now is just regular old sidewalk chalk. Um, you've probably seen the geometric shapes are really popular right now. You've probably seen it on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever, but um, you just make shapes outside and use tape to like frame smaller geometric shapes in the larger shape and color it with chalk and then take all the tape off. And they're really cool. Our kids did yeah. a giant one the other day. Like we did this big old tree 
on our driveway and it was awesome. It does look really cool. And it can be as simple as like somebody did. They just picked like one little square of sidewalk mm -hmm. and you just lay. I don't know if we're describing it very well. If you haven't seen it, like you're just, <laughs> you just put tape in kind of crisscrossing and then you chalk in all the different shapes that it makes, mm -hmm. pull off the tape and you get this like really cool pattern looks a lot harder than it is it's very simple but it looks really cool yeah even jack was doing it he was a little confused that you weren't that you were supposed to do one color in each section yeah and so but once we told him how to do it and he got it then he was doing it too and he's four so do your four-year-olds can participate too um but it took them a long time to color it all in and get them occupied for a while and, and that's gold right now yeah it is <laughs> so sidewalk chalk and masking tape super cheap takes a long time so it's good um, and just as a reminder, last week I shared some Christ-centered Easter activities. So if you're still looking for ideas for that um, as we count down to Easter, um, you can just listen to our last episode. So today um, we want to talk about happiness and what's good about life right now. I saw what inspired this was that I saw an article about a woman who lived in Wuhan and I think... I don't think she was Chinese. I think she was foreign. Um, so it was all written in English and everything. But anyway, she was talking to her husband about how hard it was to be quarantined and all the terrible things going on. And so then he suggested that maybe she think about all the good things that have come from being quarantined. So she had a list and I tried to find it again. I saw it on Facebook. I just couldn't find it. But the things that I remembered were that they had more family time. Uh, their lives slowed down. Her house was cleaner because she could keep on top of the, all the housework. Um, and she was into yoga and she was able to improve on her yoga moves that she'd been working on. So there's a lot more than that, but those are the, just the ones that I remembered. But I thought that would be a good episode for us to talk about the things that we felt were good about being quarantined and try to find the blessings or the silver linings in this challenging time that we're all going through right now. I, I think... Hopefully our list inspires you to make your own, right? Like there's, it's good to focus on the good, especially in these bad times when it seems like there's so little good. Um, it just changes the conversation when you have to force it to be like, well, how could it be worse? <laughs> you know, like it's, what has this done that you're grateful for? Yep. So we have, we came up with 10 things that we want to share with you. So well, yeah, we'll give you the challenge to come up with 10 of your own and they can be as like small or as big as you feel like anything that you want. So number one is Alan is working from home. And so we get to see him more. He's home in the morning with the kids and he's home in the evening. He's home, like throughout the day we see him when he comes up for little breaks and stuff. So I think that's been really good for us to be able to just hang out with him more. Yep. Can I add a 1B? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, Wouldn't it be one A? That was one A. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I'm also super grateful for kids right now. A lot of times what? we talk about how kids are hard and they are, and we hear that and they're still hard. But I look at some of my um, friends and coworkers and neighbors that don't have kids and maybe you're single and this feels like a good time to have kids. Like I was on a conference call yesterday with my team and a couple of us have kids, but most have like either really, really young kids or, or no kids. And 
everybody was like, oh, I miss people and I miss seeing everybody. And I miss like, and I do, I, I love being with my coworkers and I, I work with awesome people, but I don't feel that like need for connection. I have a lot of connection. Um, we've been able to, to do a lot as a family and still feel like, like I'm getting my social it scratched and I'm an introvert, so I don't have <laughs> the need that some people do. And I, I get that too, but I've actually been really grateful that I have people that my home is full of people. So even if you shut me down and say, you can't leave your house, it's still plenty going on. Now we're going to take a quick break. Number two. Go ahead, Lex. Okay. <laughs> so our kids have been forced to play together more, right? Cause now they are their only playmates. And surprisingly they haven't been fighting as much as they thought they would. I thought we would have even more fighting than we already did, but I feel like it's, the same or maybe even less, especially considering how much time they're actually playing together. So they're actually having more good time. Like, and they'll break off into smaller groups sometimes, like just the girls will be playing or just the boys are playing or um, all of them are playing games together. And it's just an opportunity for them to have to play together rather than choosing friends first and or finding that that's building their relationships and they're, they're not fighting as much as we thought. Mm-hmm. So it's been really good. It has been great. It, we're learning. And, and I think it's been, I think we'll look back on this and say like, that was actually a really good time for our family. Like we kind of survived by staying away from each other as much as we can. And this has forced us to kind of push past it. And mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Number three is that we get to eat all our meals together. And I really do love that part of it. Like yeah. it feels like happy days. <laughs> it's like, I, I, that's my dream is to have this like super tight knit family and we wake up and eat waffles together and then we have lunch together and then you have this nice dinner together. And it's not that, but it is nice that I can usually I leave before the kids are up or certainly before they've eaten breakfast. And so it's just nice to do all that together. Mm-hmm. Um, have those meals together and be able to have like legit touch bases three times a day with everybody. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. We've always done dinner together, but that was that was it, right? Because the kids are at school during lunch. Alan's at work. And like you said, he usually left before the kids had breakfast. So um, we went from one meal together to three meals together. So that's been that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Number four is that in the mornings, we've been able to go on walks or runs together. So Alan and I are training for a 12K. That's probably my favorite. It is. So we had never left our kids home by themselves. Cammie and Chloe are getting older and. Um, so they're close. It's definitely not where I'd leave them for an hour, but in the morning, most people are either asleep or like zombies on the couch watching shows. And so we felt like we're going to sneak out and do a quick run before everybody's awake. And it went great. And now the kids are fine with it. And we say, Hey, we'll see you. And they are good with it. And it has been magical, like in a host of ways. One, we're leaving the house without paying somebody a million dollars. <laughs> Two, it's just been good for us to get alone time together without the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, loving it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, number five is we've been able to get to know our kids a little bit better as we've been spending more time with them. Um, I just feel like when you're with someone all day, you just start to see their likes and their dislikes and their personality traits a little bit more than when you only yeah. see them for a few hours a day. So yeah. I feel like I just getting to know their personalities a bit more than, mm-hmm. than we did before. 
And you, I feel like they're so often with school, and I'm we're big public school advocates, all about that. But we know that there's downsides, right? Like your kids are going to learn things from people that you might not want them to learn them from, and they come home saying words that you wish they didn't, and and you know get exposed to things before you'd like them to. I wouldn't do this forever, but it has been nice to just like. We have some behavioral things that we're always working on and it's hard to only have a couple hours a day to fix them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like like language things and some things like that have gotten better um, because of this. So it has been nice to, to have a, not to micromanage, but to just have a better pulse on how your kids are doing and how to help them. Mm -hmm. And then to kind of piggyback on that one, um, now that I am their teacher, <laughs> I've been able to see what kind of students my kids are now too, and just kind of better understand what they're learning in school and what comes easy to them, what they, what's harder for them. You know, I, I didn't realize that our son, Nathan, who's in kindergarten was so good at math. Um, at, we had parent teacher conferences right before school got dismissed for coronavirus and his teacher had me- mentioned that I'm like, Oh, that's great. And then as I'm doing math with him, like, I'm watching him figure out the problems and it is something that comes easy to him. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, like, but now I can see him doing it and I'm like, Oh wow, he is good at math, you know? Yep. And like Cammy, she's been so responsible at getting all her work done um, on her own. Like she doesn't really need my help at all, which has been awesome. And then her teacher emails me once a week just to say, Hey, this is what's missing. And she's turned everything in and she's done well. So just being able to see that, I feel like before I didn't really know it was hard to get a good feel about how my kids were doing in school besides just like numbered grades, you know, but now I can actually see them doing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's going to be, I hope that there's a lot of positive learnings that stick from all of this. Right. Like I hope we, we, we do this just long enough that we get the benefits of like, People should be more able to work from home. And I think we're proving out like how to do that and when it makes sense and when it doesn't. And um, kids like having more online things and help, like giving parents tools that make it easy to, to help at home. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and better understand where their kids are at. So there's things like that, that I hope we capture and hope we are better because of yeah. as a society, not just us. Um, seven and eight are both financial things. We are buying a lot less frivolous things because we're not shopping that I'm, much. I'm not at Target every other week, just mm-hmm. <laughs> grabbing things like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Not in the stores. <laughs> Bad for Target. Good for Good us. Good for us. <laughs> and eight is saving on gas. I'm not driving into work. Alexis isn't driving all over town. So we are really loving our gas budget right now. And if you have student loans, um, they have... You don't have to pay student loans right now. I think most of them, what it looks like is they're doing it automatically. And so um, until the end of September. So if you have student loan pay- payments, those have been suspended and there's zero interest. There's no penalties. And we're just going to save that money, you know, and mm-hmm. just help build a little nest egg. So if you are in the position to do that, where you can just save that money, it would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And you can pay it off too. They said it'll go, um, you can keep paying. It'll go directly to the principal amount, which is also that's awesome. If you way. if you feel super comfortable and have a good nest egg, mm-hmm. then yeah, pay it down and you probably earn a lot of time off your loan if you do that. Yeah. So either way, it's a win. Number nine uh, is all the awesome memes. 
going around. It's amazing. People are so funny and creative, and I love it. <laughs> so mm. many good memes. <laughs> nobody, nobody writing a zombie apocalypse book ever thought, I bet people have super good memes when this happens. <laughs> but that's what's going to happen. When we're stuck in our houses and can't leave, funny people get funny. Yeah. And they write memes. And I love it so much. And that's totally us. Like when when hard things are happening, we like to laugh our way through it. Oh, so absolutely. give us all the funny memes so we can just laugh. <laughs> yep. Never offended by a meme. It's so good. So, and then our very last one, number 10, is um, this Friday, we are going to be fasting for the end of coronavirus. Um, we belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and the president of our church has asked us all to fast on Friday, which is Good Friday. So what better day to fast? And we're in, inviting everybody. You don't have to be a member of our faith, but if you would like to join us and fast and help get rid of this coronavirus and pray and have God's hand in this, that we can be done with it and help our economy and stuff, then we would love for you to join. But I just love that we did this um, two Sundays ago. And I just remember feeling like fasting is hard, right? You know, giving up food for all day. But I just felt like this being something – part of something bigger, you know, and it was more than just me and what I wanted. It was what the world was needing. And I just felt so um, honored to be a part of that. And so I think doing this again, is just on Friday, it's just exciting to be a part of and, and something that we can teach our kids. Like Cammie, we, we ask our kids to start fasting at eight years old because that's when we're baptized in our church. And um, so Cammie has fasted with us and Chloe is almost eight. And so she fasted too. And it's just awesome to have her kids be a part of that as well. Yep. Yeah. I think it's great. So if you are a faster and uh, we, I always teach our kids that fasting is like a super prayer. God's always listening, but when you really need him to listen fast, um, it's a way for you to sacrifice something, something that we all love, right? We all love to eat. So it's a, a tiny little way for us to to say, please hear us. We're we're willing to sacrifice so that you hear us and help us because we know we need your help. So, and I love the way um, President Nelson, the prophet of our church, um, described it. He said he's he's a doctor, so he said I 100% believe in doctors and science and its ability to to solve things, but that doesn't mean I I don't believe in God and His ability to to do whatever he wants. He's all powerful. And so I think it's a great opportunity. The world certainly needs it. We need to get back to normal life. Um, for so many of us, that's important. And so we hope this episode helped. We hope that you come up with your own list of 10 and maybe it's something you do every day and come up with a new 10 every day. Let's, let's stay positive. The world is okay. We're going to get through this. Um, even if it gets really ugly for you personally, um, know that, we bounce back from these things that people are tough. Economies are tough. Um, it doesn't mean they're invincible, but, but we bounce back and, and so focus on the good and focus on what you can do. And, and then when, um, that's all done, make sure that you're relying on God for, for what you can't do and he'll take care of you. So we'll, uh, see you next week. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. 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 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Alexis, as always, thanks for your great research. And Alan, thanks for your amazing editing skills. You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And give us a rating. That's how people find out about our podcast. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.